Hey everyone, I'm your host Naomi and welcome to All Be Your Life Talks, where we discuss all things life, true experiences and various topics in hope to edify and motivate someone out there. Without further ado, let's get right to this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of All Me Life Talks. I know it's been a minute since our last episode, but we're back again with another one. Our last episode, we spoke about a state of contentment, where I discussed how we can be content in life and how sometimes well, after reaching contentment, there's some people as well who can live in this space of complacency. So on this week's episode, we're going to dive into how one can overcome complacency. So I'm joined by Caleb Mazoya, who will be discussing this topic with me. Welcome back, Caleb. Yes, uh, I'm glad to be here. It's uh, interesting that you say welcome back. I'm sure people have forgotten that I was <laughs> on here before, but um, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm back. Yeah, so Caleb is quite a frequent future on this podcast. So he'll probably be on some other episodes in the future again, but he decided to come on this episode to just talk about what I said in the last podcast. Caleb, what what does contentment and complacency mean to you? Yes. So yeah, as you said, uh, I, I listened to the previous podcast and when I was listening to it, I was like, mm, I don't know if... I am on the same page right now. So, uh, of course, we met uh, a week ago at a, a, a friend's wedding. And uh, I tried to explain it a bit there, but you said, hey, let's save it for the podcast. So here I am. <laughs> so uh, what does contentment mean to me? Uh, I feel like contentment is almost, it's almost like you've achieved, uh, when you achieve a certain goal or level or yeah. uh, something, uh, aim, and you take a moment to appreciate, keep going in that direction. Like you've, you've, you've hit a good uh, sort of stride or something, or you're in a good position and the ball's moving, the train is moving, like the steady pace. So it's like a standard steady pace, uh, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. What was, it, what was the other part of the question? Or was that it? Did I answer it? What, what does complacency mean to you? Okay, complacency. Yeah. Now, okay. This is where I try to explain it. I'll try to be more clear this time. Complacency, from the point of contentment, which I've just said, uh, is like, okay, you're in this stride, you're going in a steady pace in the right direction, and you may get comfortable, you're entitled to get comfortable, but sometimes you may get a little too comfortable and almost forget what effort and energy you put in to get yourself into that position. And if you picked up any things, any skills along the way, um, if you become complacent, it's to me, it's like when you don't exercise those skills that got you there and you risk losing some of those skills, essentially. For me as well, I would say, like, when it comes to contentment, like, I feel what with life, there's always something that we're searching for. Like, personally, when I would say I'm content in life, it's just like that I've reached what... I've gotten what I I needed or what I was working towards. And now I'm in the space where I'm calm, relaxed and things like that. And it's like you say, you know, you might be content, but you still know that there's areas that you have to improve. 
uh, for someone who's complacent, for example, they might know that there's areas that have to improve in life. And rather than them working on those areas, they choose not to, or they choose to stay in that comfort zone that I've gotten what I need, or I can do more, but there's no need for me to do more. Because I have encountered people like that where they could do more with their lives, but they choose not to. I don't know if it's out of laziness or the effort that comes with making making the changes to become, you know, the person that you're supposed to, to reach the goals that you're supposed to. Okay. Yeah. Um, I agree with what you're saying. So essentially uh, what we've pointed out there is that when you reach that level of, or that feeling of contentment, there is still uh, choices that you have to make. Um, it's not as if you've, okay, you've reached the goal. You can put the brakes on now. I mean, one could, that's a choice that you have to make as well. Do I put the brakes on now? I've been going maybe to get to this level. Maybe it's a good thing to put the put the brakes on, uh, slow down a bit. Um, or it's like maybe you haven't been going 100 miles per hour, but you just found yourself in a position where you're satisfied and comfortable um, and you still have to make some choices of how to, just what to do, what to do next. What, what's your next move going to be? So I think, yeah, what you said there about, choices that we still have to make even though we are content is a very it's a very uh a very like real thing and very uh, important thing that we have to remember yeah because i know personally as well like when you let's say you finish college and you get a job and later you get into a job where that's not actually your ultimate goal you might find yourself in a position where you're like i need to move i need to make moves i need to like look at what's next because this is not where I see my life so that's where I see contentment sometimes as well that you know that okay this is just job is great I'm happy but I need to reach the career journey that I'm going on like I'm right now I'm not actually progressing so I need to make a change because I even know someone personally as well who was working for 13 years in the same organization and there came a point where she was like I need to change, I need to change this job. And she made that leap, she, go, she went and applied for a job and now she's very happy, she's very content. It's everything that she's wished for. And I think that's one way one can make a change in their life, especially when let's say career-wise. It's like, it's actually a scary thing as well, if you think about it, that let's say you found this job and you're really happy, but then you have to find a new job. There's some people that I know where they find a new job and then they're like, oh, I could have stayed in the other place. And I think some people, they fear, they have that fear of making certain big changes because you might have to put yourself out there and you might have to be vulnerable, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like what you've just described there is exactly like the situation that I find myself in. And maybe that's why uh, the last podcast... Uh, resonated with me so much because I was like oh my goodness this is exactly what I'm, I'm feeling right now yeah. uh, that's why it's called all being life you know we talk about <laughs> life here so um, yeah because I find myself in a job where I didn't like it's got nothing to do with what I studied I didn't yeah. think I'd be working in this area at all just to um, elaborate a bit it's like in finance whereas I studied like journalism and writing and you know, speaking media whatever that that kind of side of things but now mm -hmm. I find myself in this job and uh, I've experienced the stresses of like 
journalism and having to you have to have like certain amount of stories to fill the 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 day or whatnot, and that can be stressful. This job is got its different stresses, so I mm-hmm. like I can cope more with these stresses than I could with the like journalism kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, also like I'm I'm just generally like content. Like this is I'm in a good spot. Uh, you know, paying the bills. And, Start at a certain time, yeah. finish at a certain time. When that's done, you can forget about it, go do your own thing. So I, I, I feel like I have nothing to complain about, and mm-hmm. maybe that's the the type of contentment I'm in, where I don't, I don't have anything to complain about. I have literally no complaints. It allows me to go to church on Sundays and the, the midweek services as well. Um, I, I, I have, I don't, I feel like I don't have anything to complain about, but. As it's at the same time, the feeling of uh, the other word, uh, complacency, is kind of setting in, because uh, I'm not doing anything about what I studied. Now I know people, exactly, uh, yeah. people, you know, you may study one thing and end up doing something different, and you enjoy it. That's fine. Uh, I haven't used the word enjoyment for this new job. I don't know if that's the word I'd use. I just feel like all right, content here. Like mm-hmm. it's not a problem. Uh, there are things that I enjoy and I don't really get those at this role. Maybe that's why I'm feeling like it could be something else I'll do later down the line. But um, yeah. it's it's more not wanting to forget what I learned um, or having more time to do those things. Maybe that's where I'm like a bit on edge or something. Um, and a fear of complacency, a fear of losing or forgetting those those uh those skills even like with my uh my podcast is non-existent now but nowadays back, <laughs> back when I was <laughs> back when I was doing it I had time just to try out these different things and do all these media related things but nowadays uh, I feel like I got content and became complacent and didn't keep up with those things and now they are they're just not I don't use I don't do those things as much as I would have liked to have done and maybe my path or career would have gone down a different direction if I put more effort into those things um mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of what I was feeling right now uh like your friend you mentioned yeah that's so true and I know myself anyways like when you study something completely different they end up in a different environment yeah it could be a little bit interesting because I know I did like marketing and later on I realized that actually this is more of a passion like I was like I pretty much just like this it's not a career that I want to go on there and now I'm just like I actually need to do another degree because working where I am I realized this is actually what I want to do but I need to do something else so I can better my skills so I can get into the area that I want to so sometimes that's what you find yourself in where you're like I'm actually happy but I actually have to make certain changes jump in and yeah, and it's also the process of it all. It's like thinking about it. Okay, so I have to go and study again. And you're like, okay, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, like that's really exciting. So like think about like, obviously I'm thinking about like the outcome. Like I will be doing what I want to do at the end of the day. But now you have to think about what do I have to do? Like what is that I need to study? I want to have to do what, another year of study? And like you think of all the process as well. So sometimes the process of the change and cause people to relax in you know the state that they're in because it's like 
I have to do all of these things. Maybe it's okay if I just, you know, relax where I am and things like that. But I feel like as human beings, we need to keep growing. Like life is not made to be stagnant, you know, because sometimes you start feeling unfulfilled when you, you, you feel like I could do so much more. And I feel like every day I was supposed to do something that helped grow. Like, what do you think? Yeah, um, you're right. As human beings, we do want to just grow and or we should want to just grow and get better um, and just, you know, expand our horizons. Um, mm-hmm. I was just thinking, though, like, for me, one of the things that crossed my mind in the discussion is, like, um, as, a, as a Christian, I'm thinking this job, like, where I am right now, the state I'm in right now, allows me to, you know, uh, maintain my spiritual side and keep up uh, in 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 those in those things as well. And I feel like if I were to like step out on my own kind of thing, I feel like I'd be maybe going outside of God's will if I tried yeah. to do something too extravagant. Say, okay, I'm gonna quit my job and then I gotta go apply for uh, the the Argus or the Daily Mail. Oh, come on, I feel like yeah. I don't know if God <laughs> would be with me if I did that. I just so I'd have to. Um, that balance of of uh is like for a christian for me my spiritual side and then obviously like the work side the daily life where you have to pay for the bills and stuff where i am right now is content in the sense that i can god has, allows me to keep up both of those things i feel like maybe maybe he wants me here so yeah uh, this role so that achieve all the next uh aims in life or whatnot in this role so it's like I don't necessarily have to go anywhere. I feel like he's placed me here with a good reason. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know I don't want to do anything outside of his will, basically. That's why maybe it's a bit of fear. That's the fear that crosses my mind. Yeah, that's true. I know that's one thing I would say, like, just to pray on it. <laughs> like, just pray, like, what do, what do I have to do next? Because, you, like, you know, sometimes you want to do something, but you're not too sure if that's the right path you have to go on. But sometimes what I was doing is say pray on it and see what happens. Because mm-hmm. as well, like I know when you want to make a big change, you might feel that urge, like, let me do it now. But then later on, you're like, actually, I should have stayed here. Like, there's so much that I'm doing now that if I had said, okay, let me quit, I would have not been able to. Like, there's been opportunities and stuff like that. So, yeah, sometimes you have to weigh it out. And then once the time comes to take the leap, then you have to take the leap. So what advice, like, what what tip would you give? Like, what's one of your tips? when it comes to getting out of or overcoming a consistent like state of mind you have to know your strengths i think that's the, to start with know your strengths and what you're good at and then uh sort of analyze the situation of just where where am i working or what am i doing right now like the effort you're putting in to the output maybe okay maybe the reward isn't going to be there just yet like don't focus on numbers yeah. and things like that but um but you like did you love doing do you love what you do do you like what you're doing you enjoying it okay you have to just like pause know your strengths and then take like inventory of everything you have and just a status update almost uh, mm-hmm. first thing that i would advise then to overcome com- complacency was it is that the question yeah, how to overcome consistency. Yeah, some tips on how we can overcome it. Right. I don't know if you, I'm trying to think, I don't know if you have anything because I'm trying to think of what is good advice. Yeah. 
So for me, one way I would actually say, like, one way that's helped me not to be complacent into certain areas is having the right people around you. Like, that's one thing I've experienced anyway. Like, the fact that I have, like, I feel like, I always say, but I generally feel this way, that I generally feel like I'm really blessed with the people I have in my life. Because, like, when you're surrounded, like, with certain types of people, you'll find, like, even when you're doing certain things, there's people that motivate you. Like, they know that this, this, they know you're the person, they know what your goal is, they know what your vision is, and they know when you're being stagnant, you know, and they tell you that, listen, you've been you've been not moving, you know, you haven't been doing much, you know, and they know that, okay, at this stage in your life, you're supposed to be doing this, you know, and I, I'm sure, like, people do have their own ideas of what everyone's supposed to do at whatever age or whatever stage, but there are certain things where someone can point out to you that, look, you've been stagnant on this, this, this is something you need to get done, you know, and being around those certain people, like, it just helps you to be accountable. Like, they'll be telling you, you need to do this, girl, you are being lazy. Girl, you've been relaxing too much. Like, I'm really appreciative of those people in my life. Like, even though sometimes it could be a little bit annoying when they'll be telling you, you know, nagging you, like, you need to get this done and stuff like that. But I feel it stops you from being in a state of mind where you just chill and relax they're like oh, I have everything that I need and they're letting you know that like girl you need to do more because when you're around people that are complacent where I've noticed them myself is themselves already they don't have much you know they don't really think they don't have that much goals you know what I mean so they're just sitting there relaxing and when you're around them as well they can make you feel like okay it's fine you know when you say for example I need to go back and study they're like what you need to go back to study for what like <laughs> it was like telling you that there's no need to do that because themselves they don't see the importance or they don't see what you're trying to do while when you're around other people they might call you a little bit crazy because they might say oh it's stressful like how could you be thinking to go back to school again but they get it you know they get that that's what you have to do so I would say one way that I've managed not to become complacent is by being the right being around the right, the right types of people you know mm -hmm. that is a yeah. good point maybe maybe i needed to hear this because i'm probably <laughs> bordering on this feeling of complacency because uh yeah i probably should um inform uh close friends more about you know what i would my goals and things like that I like to keep those things personal, but I guess in order to uh, maintain accountability and stuff, it's good to, yeah. like, you know, to entrust people with that information so they can keep you on your toes and, and make sure you're not going stale and things like that. So, yeah, I, I'll take that on board. I think that's good for me. Yeah, so it's actually not a thing of telling people everything because I don't really mean telling people everything. But sometimes what comes with, like, goals is there's certain goals that are personal and it's not for everyone to know but when people know why what you're doing with your life they will know like let's just give an example like with the podcast and stuff you know you have someone that will say ah girl what's, what's the next episode and things like that you know they'll be reminding you of certain things like you're like actually yeah I should have something out you know and they're sitting there just being you know pretty much lazy like oh you know life has happened because sometimes that's what it is you know life happens and you're relaxing and then you're not doing certain things and they actually like actually you know I've been chilling quite a bit you know what I mean so yeah sometimes it's just when people know those little things about you or they know that for example I know for me the next goal I think I probably have is to get my 
stuff behind the wheel and I don't have a few people waiting for me to do that so I'm like okay that's the next thing I need to do so sometimes it's little things like that where you know that this is what I need to do next and having people around you that will remind you that you have to go yeah. to achieve you know yeah I completely agree like um because often when I have like done an episode or done something like a project it's because people have said oh when you when you're doing this next have you got anything in the works i'm like okay uh so i let them know a bit and then it it reminds me that okay i need to dedicate some time to get this to get this done so yeah i think that that level of uh of sharing like sharing that level of information with people let them know that you're a like this is kind of what you do and stuff like that so they can just you know ask you at the yeah. when's this or when's that um i i think that's um i agree with that Thing I would say as well is uh, not to focus on the outcome. I kind of mentioned it a little, a little bit already, but focus on the outcome. I think that's actually something that I've said to myself where if you have like a goal, you're like, I need to do this, I need to grow in this area. Sometimes when you look at the outcome, it just seems much bigger than the actual process, if that makes sense. So like you have to do this and you're like, okay, what do I need to do to get that? And then you see the bigger picture, you're like, okay, that is, that is a lot. And then what happens is you're like, okay, actually, yeah, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it Tuesday. I'll do it Wednesday. You start doing that because you're like, actually, you know, there's so much to do and it scares you. So some like just focus on the process, like focus on like each day at a time and what you have to do. Because that's one way you can achieve like your goals. Because if you focus on like the actual bigger picture, sometimes it's scarier than it actually is. And like we all know, like not everything happens overnight. There's certain things like it takes a while. Like some people might take them a few weeks, but you you might take them like may, might take you like two months, three months. Yeah. What do you think? Uh yeah, I completely agree. And I'm glad that a long time ago, I think I uh thinking about numbers and things like that, whether it's on like YouTube or the amount of uh followers or likes. Yeah. I I I forgot. I didn't. I didn't forget. I just literally stopped caring about those things a while ago. So that's those people maybe who still are, you know, focusing so much on numbers. Yeah, it's good advice just to like ease off a bit on mm-hmm. that. Um, thing that came to mind for me, slightly off, uh, not on the same kind of subject, um, but was like just continuing to like a therapy session for me. But anyway, um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I realized that I I like to be busy. Um yeah. I don't like to be I don't like to be doing nothing or have nothing really going on. And maybe like in lockdown and during studies or just after studies, I had so much time and that's why I was able to maybe like just pump out a lot of projects and a lot of this, that and the other. Yeah. And then when I eventually got into like a stable job and things uh had less time but I still wanted to be busy when I like after work and stuff like that so I crammed my schedule and things with just whatever yeah. gym or mm-hmm. going on a bike ride or just I, I wanted to just keep doing something and I realize now that maybe that is uh I've neglected the the uh the media things that I enjoy doing when I had my yeah. time so I think maybe an advice, one advice that I would give to somebody 
who could be in the same situation as me. I'm sure I'm not the only one who likes to be busy. Is like uh, uh, trim down on things or try to. I keep saying take inventory, but what do you actually have to do every day? And yeah, try to make space for those, whatever it's a passion project or any more research into a certain field or studies or whatever. Trim down on the other things that you were just doing just to keep busy and focus mm -hmm. on what you know makes you happy I guess or what you want to achieve in the future that's so true because I know of myself like before I started working it was one of the things where you had so much time on your hands so I was like every, like every second week I was recording an episode like I was like I was on top of things recording episodes every second week and then once I started working it was like trying to work my time around my schedule and then other people's schedule because I live in a household of eight people. So I had to work my schedule around that to make sure like I have peace and quiet when I'm recording and things like that. And once I got into that phase where I'm like, okay, I come from work, I'm tired. Am I going to record an episode? I'm like, no, I'm too tired to do it. And then afterwards, I'm like, you know, I will do it. And then afterwards, it's just, you have so much going on that I realized that myself, that I do need to put down and probably plan when I want to do certain things because like yeah at that time I had so much so much time so much free time I mean I have time to even do courses now I think like oh I do need to do some courses to progress in my career but at the time I had all that time to do that but now I don't so sometimes that's what happens like you know you have so much going on you're like yeah I'll do it another day another day and then I think like two months later you're like oh I haven't even put out an episode in two months yeah. so yeah then you just kind of find excuses kind of because you're like you know you just don't have the minutes you know what I mean yeah so I think the thing I picked up on what you're saying there's like there are factors that are your control and things that are not in your control but it's more like um there are external influences that would impact yeah your, your, capa your capabilities I guess to to do these things and and yeah, living in a household with what eight people, mm -hmm. uh, that would certainly impact uh, mm -hmm. the amount of time and effort you put into something. Uh, it's it's important to have you know some me time or to really schedule your time or a lot of time for for you know other people because I'm sure people need you. Uh, yeah. just need you to do things and stuff. So you have to give them time and also yourself sometimes it's all about balance really yeah so probably one last thing i would say is just uh with with contentment uh consistency i would say it's just taking one day at a time as well that's one other tip i'll give like be better than you were yesterday like try to be better like even if it's the work like if you do something better the next day like just try to progress each day because like you sometimes it's easy to start feeling unsatisfied you know but if you, you aim to do better each day that's what's more most important because when you do feel like i have so much to do you might find yourself on the stress and things like that maybe myself i could misinterpret that and say okay i did this many things today uh i could probably squeeze in another thing to do tomorrow like and then that put me <laughs> under even more stress like the thing so yeah. work wise yeah work smarter you know Work smarter tomorrow. That's like a company. Well, that's my catchphrase for a future company. Work smarter <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, I would say like just try to push yourself. That's what you, you know, like 
because sometimes there's so much you can do as a human being but just if maybe you, you manage to do two things maybe try to do one extra thing the following day or something like that do you know what I mean but just be patient with yourself as well so sometimes I know myself you know when you have so much to do like you you're like I need to do this I need to do that I need to do this and then once you get yourself in that mindset or you start a bit like procrastinating like it just leads into other stuff as well because you just have so much to do I like that the image becomes too big you're like I need to get need to get this done and that's done so sometimes it's just a matter of taking one day at a time and just remembering that you can actually do better you know you can actually upgrade yourself you can actually excel in certain areas of your life that you don't have to stay in the same space even though it could be a little bit scary because you might have to make big changes put yourself out there but yeah sometimes it's necessary because I feel like as human beings like I said we're meant to grow mm -hmm. and to become better I think um it doesn't even have to be big changes like um you I think to try to get out of this sequence of complacency start with something small like yeah try the little changes um if it's like at work and you feel like a bit still here maybe just ask a manager like these are what these are things I'm good at Do you know if you know I could maybe spend mm -hmm. an hour or so just like looking or uh, shadowing somebody who does this kind of things or or like lending my services to do uh, this for a few minutes just to keep that keep that up so you don't lose those skills kind of thing just to, like or start smaller you don't have to be like okay yeah I'm gonna change my career now uh, <laughs> you can do if you want uh, but I would just start smaller yeah it's like that as well you like you said you do need to know like your ability as well because I know especially in the workplace when you ask so like oh I should do this oh I can actually do this and then if you're in one of those environments, they're like, okay, here you go. And they keep you a load of stuff. And you're yeah. like, okay, relax. Yeah. Sure, that <laughs> is like, a That's risk. Not what I mean. So for me, sometimes I'm like that person where I know, like, okay, if I say yes to this, they're going to make me do about 50 things. And I'm like, I don't, pay, I don't get paid enough for this. I'm like, mm. I just sit in the corner. I'm like, I'm not offering myself up. <laughs> you know, so sometimes, yeah, I, you just yeah. know how much you can I, offer, you know. Honestly, at work, I say no a lot. These people ask me a lot of things. I, I say no, so they know not to ask me about those things. I'll tell them what I need to tell them. Um, mm -hmm. They just don't need to know everything of what, what I do or I'm good at. Um, not everybody yeah. needs to know that. And uh, if they do ask me, uh, there's a 50-50% chance that I probably will. But maybe a 70% chance I'll say no. Um, so, so just the, they don't ask me all the time. I don't want to be one of those people who say yes all the time to everything because then they'll just be you'll just be doing favors all the time for everyone. So uh, if I don't want to do it, I'm just gonna tell you I don't want to do it. No, because that's what happens as well. Like I'm that person who'll be scratching my head. They ask me like, "Oh, we need a volunteer. We need someone to do this." And they're like, uh, <laughs> "Wait for <laughs> someone to offer up," and they offer up. You're like, "You're gonna regret that." <laughs> <laughs> and after you regret it, you're like, "Lord." <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us this episode. Yeah, it was a long time coming. I should have come on sooner, but you know the topic just just resonated so much. I could share a lot on it. Yeah, I know you were like, we need to discuss this. I said, let's hold this for the the podcast, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, my feet are tired. I'm ready. Can we hold this up? Well, thank you so much for coming on, and don't worry, guys, he'll be on for another few episodes. Yes, <laughs> I'll I'll be coming back. We'll be hearing more. That's from what me. happens when you. 
when you volunteer to appear in all the live talks, you might just appear more than twice or three times or four times. Wow. It's like it's like it's like signing a contract with Marvel, like for a couple of movies or something. That's why it's like. <laughs> then there's like seven movies afterwards. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening, and um, stay tuned and stay blessed.